0: Seem to have forgotten that I am a woman. all righty step up our then. Alrighty then, welcome back, hoes. This is your hostess, Animoosh. We are back. We are back in... I've been in studio this whole time, but the last two episodes we had over Zoom. That was a new one uh, for this podcast, so thank you for sticking with it, everybody. Um, we're almost through January at this point, so that's cool. Um, haven't haven't broken my resolutions yet, so I'm happy. Uh, and today, I have a very special guest on the podcast, my friend... Who is a ballerina neuroscientist for real? <laughs> I'm not joking. I asked her if that was the appropriate way to introduce her before this podcast. Jess, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to House Thank, Thank you for you. joining us. Yeah, I'm happy
1: to be here. Um, you just really freaked me out with the fact that it's already halfway through January. I also just remembered it's my mom's birthday. Oh, boy. And I haven't called her. But I did order her some junk off of Amazon. So <laughs> that, that counts, right?
0: Absolutely, dude. It's a thought My that daughterly counts. Daughterly duties. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> after this podcast, you could call her and it'll be fine.
1: That's true. It still counts. A midnight surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call her at 11.59. She'll love that. I
0: wanted to be the last voice that you heard today. <laughs>
1: That's actually good. I'm going to steal that. It's
0: perfect. what <laughs> I can, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you for... You had your talking about a lot of th- stuff before this podcast that you you're an amazing person because every time I talk to you you've submitted something that day that like I never would have thought that I like could be done in a day like coming up with an entire budget and plan and like whatever for like a <laughs> curriculum or something <laughs> because you also teach and you, you like you have a lot of stuff going on. I think on. it's m-
1: also mostly just that I'm mentally disorganized <laughs> sometimes so I have had to develop the ability to work very well under Vast pressure. Yeah. Mostly just because I don't remember when grants and things are due. So (laughs) I check my computer and it's like, oh, it's due today. So let's sit down and crank this thing out.
0: So you work well under pressure. That's like, I figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of artists, I think a lot of artists feel that way Mm -hmm. because the muse has to hit you.
1: I think it's also just because like being an artist, you have to be um, so like self-aware and so self-assured to, you know, like to feel deserving of those kinds of things and put yourself out there. And Mm -hmm. I think that's such a difficult thing that it's very easy to procrastinate on that kind of thing. Yeah. And until you kind of see like, Oh, that opportunity is going to be gone if I don't force myself to do it now. At least that's kind of how I think. I I agree. I I
0: agree. I've been, that's a beautiful segue. I've been working on this project that I've been giving little bits and pieces of on this podcast um, uh, it's a coloring book that I'm designing. I know. I've been seeing the Instagram stuff. Thank you. <laughs> um, and every single time I, on this podcast, I say that I'm going to work on it or like whatever I'm going to do, bits and pieces of it. And uh, I'm the only one pushing it. Uh, yeah. because <laughs> everybody I tell is like, that's a great idea. Why is that not out immediately? Can mm-hmm. I buy it right now? And uh, I, I'm just very critical of it. I've yeah. always been my most uh, biggest critic. I guess a lot of artists are. Mm-hmm. But... The only thing that's keeping me accountable is like the people like that come in and remind me like oh yeah, if it's not you then <laughs> you're yeah. not gonna do it you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um. So you,
1: what came first, dancing or neuroscience? Um. Definitely dancing. Uh. I mean, I started dancing when I was three. My mom was actually my mom is like um an actress voiceover kind of person. That's cool. Like if you call and you order Godiva chocolates and you hear the lady that's like, if you would like the executive box, <laughs> press one. That's my mom. Um, yeah, we used to get like free chocolate, which was fun. That's dope. Uh, yeah. Um, so, but she wanted to be a dancer, like, growing up, but cool. grew up kind of uh, kind of poor, so wasn't able to take lessons until she was in college, so I think that from the moment that I popped out, she was like, you're going to get those ballet lessons that yeah. she didn't have. Um, so, yeah, started dancing super young. I don't even remember life without being in ballet class, like, multiple times a week, mm-hmm. um, and I think it was just one of those things where, you know, I, I showed some potential for it early on. Mm -hmm. So, it was just the thing that I just kind of like kept doing, kept doing, kept doing. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't really get involved with the science world at all until, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of like when that transition sort of happened. (laughs) I think I was like midway through my career, like mid-20s, and by that point, because I'm diabetic and I don't know any other Diabetic ballet dancers like those two things just like really do not go together like the strict aesthetic of the ballet world and like how your nutrition has to be and sort of the um, just trying to like manage like an eating schedule and insulin. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just like having health insurance like no ballet company provides health insurance, so I mean. That's crazy. Yeah, so I was in such a physical, but the whole thing is physical. Oh yeah, completely. (laughs) I mean, I think some, some of the like major ones do once you're an established company member, but for the most part in the ballet world, when you're like a new dancer on the scene, you dance for a year or two, um, considered like an apprentice or like a trainee where they're, you're dancing a lot, but, um, they don't pay pay Mm. you at all. Um, so yeah, so, Just because of, like, my health conditions and everything, there just aren't really, like, a lot of people um, that have kind of had those... Sorry. (laughs) I'm, like, not used to holding a microphone. Um, Yeah, just... um, I I think I had developed a lot of bad habits at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So... It's interesting just, you know, like when you have those habits that you're doing like day in and day out, like how hard it is to break them. And it just becomes like almost like a thought pattern, even more than like a physical pattern of how you just sort of like handle stress and like handle challenges and all those kinds of things. Your mind
0: has trained yourself like already without this is not normal, but for me, it's normal. Yeah, 100%. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: So I think I really wanted to sort of like fix my behavior and I had been in like all kinds of like, different therapy programs, even up to, like, I was an inpatient hospital when oh. I was in high school, actually, because I had developed such a bad eating disorder from the diabetes oh and, like, God. the pressures of dance and all that stuff. Um, And I, like, randomly stumbled upon this neuroscientist. His name is Dr. Richard Davidson, and he is, like, one, just one of my all-time favorites. And um, his work is all about, like, how you can change the brain using neuroplasticity and how wow. that can change your behaviors and that kind of thing so for me it was like it's a very action-based kind of way of approaching like um like thought pattern changes and that kind of thing so that's
0: so cool yeah
1: so as a dancer I think that made a lot of sense to me um so kind of like learning about that aspect to sort of really like change my life um I think that was kind of what goes into like his
0: theory like what were the steps in doing that
1: so um he was actually one of the first that really brought like yoga into the science practice. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So kind of like understanding. sort. it's like the whole brain body connection kind of thing where, um, Because I think a lot of people hear the word yoga and they think it's very, like, oh, new agey spiritualism and that kind of thing. No, not at all. Yeah, but so kind of considering, like, what actually happens to your central nervous system when you're, like, taking time to, like, breathe in certain patterns or, like, how you place your eyes and connect the visual system with the respiratory system and those kinds of things, so really sort of, like, debunking the, like, mysticism of it and mm-hmm. seeing it through, like, a physical and mental practice, mm-hmm. I think that um, made a lot of sense to that's
0: me. R- that's so interesting. So part of my, not resolution, but, like, you know, you try to s- try a new behavior <laughs> yeah. January 1st. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've done yoga for many years, but, like, my practice always gets interrupted, but I've been very good in January about keeping it and doing it at specific times. So, like, mm-hmm. it, whether if it's you need to either... I figured out that I need to either do it first thing in the morning or last thing before I go to bed. Yeah. And like the, if I do it first thing in the morning, man, is that a different day than if I don't do it? Mm -hmm. It's a totally different day. And I've, I've just tried to do it in small intervals. Like you don't have to do an hour at a time. You can do 10 minutes, work your way up like slowly And until you feel like you're strong, you know, like not everything is overnight. I
1: always feel like it's kind of the same as what you were talking about with the coloring book where because I sometimes do yoga in the morning too, like if I don't have to run off to teaching or something very quickly. Um, And it's always one of those like getting myself on the mat is the hardest part. And Mm -hmm. then once I'm there, I'm like, oh, this actually like feels pretty good. And then I could stay there like all day. But Mm -hmm. it's just like deciding to start is always the hardest thing for me. and.
0: It's like, uh, what's the routine leading up to you getting on the mat? You know what I mean? So for me, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to say I'm going to do this, then uh, start the day where it's the first thing on the to-do list. All right, dude, go piss. Yeah. (laughs) Have a cup of water. (laughs) Light your incense. I know. And then fucking as you're lighting that, put Sarah Beth on, who does yoga on YouTube, and boom, there you
1: are on the mat. I was going to say, I don't know sarah beth i don't know her
0: yoga with sarah beth uh sam buck gave me the recommendation for that that's how okay. he <laughs> got into <laughs> his yoga practice uh-huh. um which him and uh, uh sean Vig is the other yogi that he follows but and who's been on the pot his podcast but yep. anyways um sarah beth is great because she has a bunch of different types like like i said like either in, in intervals uh-huh. or in it focuses on like Hey, you have neck pain or you have like lower back pain, like yeah. learning what things you need to move around, mm-hmm. you know, like something like a triangle pose that's going to in your all your obliques is going to also have strengthen your back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I've learned a lot from just.
1: Are you doing it more for like what you were just saying, like physical kind of benefits or when you set that as like a resolution or is it to like I give yourself mental space? Kind bad of ADHD. I remember we have talked about this because I never thought that I did until I met you. And you were like, I'm pretty sure you have this, Jess. Like you. I'm sorry. (laughs) always fidgeting. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you've
0: seen me move so many times. But I mean, part of that practice is like take your medication in the morning. Like do whatever you need to do. Like that. That's, you know, go to therapy regularly. Like that's all part of it. But the yoga reminds me like if i'm gonna go do yoga or any task there's always seven steps beforehand Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like if i'm making that path (laughs) the first thing in the morning then everything's going to be easier mentally for the rest of the day as well you know like all right you you took care of your body you took care of your mind like now make sure you fucking eat before you have coffee does that does not happen all the time but I know I have to, I say it out loud. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're getting there baby steps, but (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, I'm doing uh, also, I don't, I don't have a good ergonomic system right now. I'll admit as I'm working. So that knowing that that I'm in physical pain, that also just
1: doesn't. Oh yeah, totally. Um, Today (laughs) when I was working on this like eight page grant application, I was doing it. Sitting on my couch because I bought a desk and I just I don't know why I feel like I can't Girl. concentrate when I'm, I'm sitting at this desk. So I do it sitting on my couch and I like bought this couch from West Elm. That furniture is shit and it's so expensive. It's so yeah. annoying. Yeah. But I paid so much money. for it. And I'm just like, well, I'm just going to sit here and be miserable. But I swear to God, it like fucks up my back. Every yeah, time I'm dude. I mean.
0: Also, the way that your, ar- like, your wrists are placed, like, 'cause because the carpal tunnel gets all, like, stuck in there mm-hmm. and all that shit, so it's just, it's all, c- I I went to design school, and that was, like, a whole section that you learned about was, like, ergonomic design. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, like, That's it's just very important for, like, your posture and everything and, like. yeah mentally. But in any case, yoga every day. So that's interesting. This doctor also inter- he was the first one to integrate this into practice.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Tell me more
1: about about
0: his discovery. About
1: and his discovery? Yeah. Um, I'm
0: just curious about this like Yeah, other so
1: I mean, so a lot of his work um like the last book of his that I was just um rereading is The Emotional Life of Your Brain. So Whoa. It, yeah, so it really talks about like All these kinds of things, like, not just how it affects, like, your behaviors and your body and those kinds of your posture, all that kind of stuff, but really how much your emotional well-being is really centered in the body. Because I think so many people think of the brain as, like, you know, the executive center where, Mm -hmm. like, you can think yourself into not procrastinating or think yourself into good behaviors, and that's really just not how it works. I think that if I could, like... Um, change one sort of like opinion in the world that might be it that people think that like the brain is is like the control center but the brain is like a great servant not a great master you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like so you it's kind of like what you were saying where you have to do all these like steps to set yourself up to have a good day Mm -hmm. it's like you have to have all these sort of like little rituals or routines or little like things that you do to activate to sort of like flip a light switch on so then you can you can do those kind of tasks that do require a lot of brain power that require like conscious thought and all those kinds of things. But
0: like running two businesses. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Are, are those or you, teaching those dance. Those two businesses,
1: yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Or like, I mean, you teach, you have a business, you, you do a lot, dude. I don't even know where to like, what is your favorite thing to do out of all of the things that you do?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. Um, You know, I think with teaching um, because I came to New York because like I was teaching in St. Louis and I I just really wanted to become like a better teacher. So that's why I came here to do my master's. But teaching is like it's not a factory experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's sometimes. Yeah. So you know how it is. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I'll go in with the exact same lesson plan, same curriculum, even the same school. And I'll teach like four whatever fourth grade classes in a row and like my 8am class like i love it it's an amazing experience and you're like wow like my life is so fulfilling and then the next class like hate to say it but there'll be some like little stinker kid that sure. like throws a total monkey wrench in there and you're like this job sucks like why am i doing this um, not that you want to ever like play. You're all yeah, like you know, Oh no. I love all the kids But <laughs> sometimes You know whatever Hey like, some kids suck Like not all kids are angels It's not even always like the kids It can be like the admin That you're working in Or just like mm-hmm. the school environment Like so there's a school um Actually I like just Oh I feel Maybe I shouldn't say this But <laughs> I will So I like quit this job That I was like so excited to get At the beginning mm-hmm. of the year Because it's for like Two and three year olds It's supposed to be three year olds right. But like because all parents wanted to go back to work and that kind of thing, they're like sneaking all these emotionally damaged two year olds in there. Oh, no. um, and it's like, it's like a playroom kind of thing where they want me to come in and teach dance. But so they've just got like toys everywhere. And there's just like, babysitter. <laughs> I am, I'm totally 100% a babysitter and they have like an open sand pit. Stop. <laughs> so I'm like in the middle of like trying to teach like, okay, let's touch our toes to these like two year olds that don't want to be there and I don't blame them. And this little two-year-old just comes over and, like, just dumped a bucket of sand on me, like, in the middle of class. And you're just sitting there, like, I have multiple master's degrees. Why am I doing this? But, um, yeah. So sometimes it's the school. Sometimes it's the kids. Sometimes it's the parents. like. Yeah. So teaching, I feel like, is, is um, it always keeps me on my toes. So I actually do really enjoy that about it, where, like, yeah. I do feel like it always pushes me. It always challenges me because people are so different and, like. Having that sort of, like, you know, it's a two-way street. It's always a collaboration when things are going to work or if they don't. So I really do love teaching. So I would say that that probably is is my favorite thing. But, um, I mean, I just opened my company in August. Um, Yes. So it has been, I, I feel like I'm learning so the much. The name I'm of actually, your company is? Uh, it's Body ne- Bodies Never Lie Dance Company. Yay. Yeah, so. Um, we a
0: studio and everything. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, like, left the East Village <laughs> to move out so that I have um, a huge amount of space, which is so nice being in Brooklyn. But I do miss, I was actually just, like, you know, walking here. I was like, yeah. oh, I miss being in the East Village <laughs> so much. It's such a cool part of town. Yeah. But, but, yeah, um, I remember, like, even going through, like, all the paperwork of, like, starting an LLC. There oh were so many times where I, like, wanted to call you just because I'm, like, I, I'm Do getting it. all this call junk me, in dude. the mail. Like, why is it the one, like, you start an LLC and they send you so many things that are, like, pay this and pay that. And it's, they like, you don't actually you have to. There's so much scam. There's Like, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't be fooled. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But I feel like... Um, you should start a, like, how to run a business as an artist. Me? Podcast or, like, a master class or Maybe something. Maybe
0: this podcast can become that. I that's don't know. I
1: feel like you should just, like, drop a tip, like, in all of these of, like, watch out for, like, this LLC scam paperwork thing. Ooh. Like If you guys have questions, I'll answer them. So many questions.
0: Yeah. That's a good <laughs> That's a good idea because a lot of people do like come to me and I have like one on one, like, you know, Mm -hmm. relationships with them and stuff. Mm -hmm. But
1: I feel like I don't know. I got stuff to share. Yeah. (laughs) Give us your tips. I don't know. Um, When did you start your what what was your first company? Because I know you have two.
0: Well, technically, uh, too much content okay
1: yeah but i've been doing art
0: a lot longer than i've been doing podcasting Mm -hmm. but was
1: that like established under like a company name and that kind of thing or were you just kind of like doing it and seeing if people would buy it
0: my art was i was just doing it and just
1: like hey anybody
0: want this like kind of thing (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah how did you start your business like
1: how did you start like a studio um, kind of exactly like what you were just saying. I mean, cause for such a long time I had always, I think I always wanted to have my own company. Yeah. Um, like I remember when I was 17, um, and I was a senior in high school, we had to write one of those, like, um, where do you see yourself in 10 years kind of thing. Yeah. And mine was like, I see myself as a company director living alone in New York city. Um, nice. I thought, I remember in the, in that little paper, I thought that like, rent was going to be, like, $600 a month or something like that, <laughs> Maybe because the time. I thought... Oh, my God, because I thought that that would have been expensive, like just, <laughs> no, like, just no idea about, like, the actual cost of living in New York. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think that I've always been sort of, like, going towards this trajectory, but I think it was really good for me to collect a lot of experiences being a dancer and being sort of a choreographer for hire with, like, a bunch of other companies. So you can see kind of, like, what works and what really does not, (laughs) does not work. Um, Yeah. So, and then I think once I left kind of being um, like a full year round, like salaried dancer with companies, I was doing a lot of like freelance work or like, just sort of like little pickup shows where maybe a gallery would hire me to come in and choreograph something for like an opening event or something like that. And that was when I was living in St. Louis, and I kind of thought I was going to start a company there, but then I kind of had that shift of wanting to go to grad school, and Mm -hmm. that brought me to New York, and I just, um, I had like a very clear plan when I moved to New York, like I really thought I was going to be here for two years for grad school. And then go and do my PhD in London. And when I finished grad school, I like got into my dream school, was like all prepped to go. Oh my God. And I got this like big grant from NYU to study linguistics for like wow. a year. So I was like, well, I'll just stay and finish that. And then I just haven't I haven't left. And yeah. I think um, yeah, in like my course of time here, like I just have become a little bit more clear on like Everything that I want to do um, with like the kind of work that I'm doing, and I've just met so many so many awesome people. Yeah, that it just felt like this was the right time to kind of do it and to start it at least here. And
0: dude, yeah. that's how it felt too. It's and sometimes you reach a ceiling somewhere, and you're like, it's not that I don't like or adore this place. It's yeah. just that there are other pastures that I need to graze, yeah. bro. You know,
1: is that what <laughs> happened with you? Because I know that you were doing like stand-up comedy for a while. How did you decide between comedy Not and a while.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I was an interior designer f- professionally for, like, ten plus oh, years. okay. And I went to uh, interior design, like, school, and that was my bachelor's. My master's was in interior architecture and management. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have this, like, background. And then I, like, at, during... While I was an interior designer, at, like, this corporate <laughs> place, I just went to an open mic and did that for, like, you know, until pandemic. Yeah. But it wasn't a full year. I, like, almost reached a year before pandemic hit. And then I just stopped doing it. But I still kept podcasting. Yeah. And Ira- Irish and I were doing podcasting together anyways. And, like, this all came along. Other yeah. people want us to produce stuff. And, like, it's crazy how many people want us to produce stuff now. Yeah. Like, a year and a half Why later. Why do you
1: think that is? Is it because of, like, your approach towards... Podcasting, or is it like this? Because I love the space. Thank you. I just come and sit in here. Well, the space
0: definitely helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um but I think like him and I have a good balance. Like he's a professional audio engineer, mm-hmm. um and just has a, an insane ear, anyways, and just like <laughs> knows what to do with like stuff like that and like technology. And he has passion for it, and like all the visual stuff is like what I have a passion for, and we both ended up we both love comedy so that's kind of how we ended up here and it's kind of how we met anyways yeah. um but it's just a plus like if you're an audio engineer or if you're like in, in design in any capacity you could do that for like a hospital and it's like boring but like why wouldn't you want to do that and laugh every day like yeah. that's so much fun you know mm-hmm. i mean i if i feel like entertainers and <laughs> people who are in spotlight like fun is different Than for the average person. What do you mean? Do you know what I mean? Fun is different. Like, what you find um, entertaining, Mm -hmm. it's like you see, I think you see it more as art than something that's like trying to make some kind of state. Do you know what I mean? You don't know what I mean. Not really. I'm not explaining (laughs) it. It's okay. I'm trying to go down a path that I'm trying to decide if I actually want to go down and I don't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Okay, so. You got your master's and then you decided you you finished your linguistics degree.
1: Oh, so I didn't do a degree in it. It was just a grant.
0: It was just a grant. Oh,
1: yeah. Fucking
0: still very cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, in your studio now, what people can just come and like dance, take classes, learn from you.
1: Um, so I'm doing. I do like once a week. Um an open, it's like a neuro stretch class. So it's, it's like very simple movement, but it's kind of like what we were talking about with like the, um, like the yoga kind of thing where it's like, it's not really movement that's only geared towards like changing your body or changing your physique or that kind of thing. Like um, the whole goal of my class is sort of to like open up the possibility of neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you use your visual system? How do you use your respiratory system? Combine that with movement mm-hmm. so that you, um, because that's actually like the easiest way to get the brain to. For
0: someone who didn't know what change. neuroplasticity oh, sorry. means.
1: <laughs> so neuroplasticity is like the ability to rewire your brain. Cool. So that if you have sort of like thought patterns, like for instance, like the amygdala is the thing that's like your emotional center of your brain. Mm-hmm. So when you take in, sorry, it's okay. when you take in um, like visual data, that immediately goes to the amygdala where it's then processed and that will essentially like the patterns that are already existing in your brain will tell you like how to react type of thing. Like, for instance, if you see a picture of your mom, like this is true for every single person, regardless of your relationship Mm -hmm. with your family, you'll actually start sweating. It's called like a galvanized response. Really? Yeah. Because like when you take in visual data, like it produces all of this, like chemical reactions and Mm -hmm. things like that in your body. And those are the kind of things when you have those chemical reactions, a lot of those are called neurotransmitters. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that will open up the possibility for your brain to rewire and change. Mm -hmm. So if you want to like not have a stress response to a certain trigger, you have to change your brain through neuroplasticity.
0: That is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's fun, dude. I want, say it louder for the people in the back, (laughs) dude, more people need to do this. I was just having a conversation with someone that if, if you have a disagreement with somebody and they have a triggered emotional response mm-hmm. more likely than not that has really nothing to do with you
1: totally it's like whatever you're you're it has something to is. do
0: with somebody has made you, the first person that made you feel this emotion has something to do with them yeah. <laughs> and you but probably not me um yep. and so a lot of people don't I, I think it takes a lot for someone to recognize that about themselves. Yeah. It's it's definitely hard to look internally, especially if nobody makes you, mm-hmm. you know? So if nobody makes you look internally at your emotional triggered responses, or if your response to someone telling you that is emotional or yeah. loud, then where, in your opinion, and for someone who's like done a lot of research and clearly knows a lot about this, like, where does that person have to be or reach for them to like realize, oh fuck, I need to I need to rewire some
1: things? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, so I think being able to pay attention to the physical sensations is honestly like the first and easiest way to do it. There's like a great book if people are interested, um It's like, what's his name? It's like Brussels Vanderkalk. And it's actually, it was recently on the New York Times top 10 bestseller Mm -hmm. list. Mm -hmm. But it's an older book and it's called The Body Keeps the Score. And it's about how like your body will actually let you know, like how you're reacting to things and what your trigger is before you're even sort of like consciously aware of it. Wow. So it's the things like, do you notice that you're starting to sweat? Do you notice that like certain things make you angry or like give you the feelings of anxiety or like more energy, like. Adrenaline, when it's released in the body, that makes, like, your muscles heat up. So if you feel, like, heat and tension things like that, this is something that I work with a lot with, like, kids. Really? Yeah, is being able to sense, like, even just, like, temperature sensations and things like that. Like, where you feel activity in your body and that kind of thing. That's honestly, like, one of the easiest cues to then, like, take a second and be, like, okay, like, I'm having a physical response to this mentally let's think about like what is going on in the context of my life right now. Why am I having this?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think uh, a lot of the times it's from the immediate, like things going on in their life? Or do you think that a lot of the times it might be a repeated trauma from the past?
1: Oh, I definitely think the latter really personally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I would agree with you. Um, I think like it takes something very extreme for it to be uh you know, a recent event, Yeah, you know, um, so, uh, presumably, th- let's say person A comes to the point where they're understanding I'm having, you know, this physical response. My temperature is changing. Um, I'm going to ask you a two-part question. Okay. If they are someone who's interested in body and movement and healing that way, mm-hmm. what could they do? And if they are not, <laughs> what could they do?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, the second one is is... Like always, a challenge. Yeah, and it's kind, of, it's kind of like what we were talking about. Even with like setting yourself up for having a good day, it's like getting yourself to do those things that mm. are difficult. Because even if they do help, it's like how everybody knows about like nutrition and sleep and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. like, I'm not here to like preach because I obviously like went to bed way too late myself <laughs> last night. Um I'm I'm um, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I know. You, dude. Well, this, I feel like this is everybody. Like we all know it's not it's not even a problem. We live in the age of easy access to information. Like yeah. everybody knows how we're supposed to behave. It's like getting yourself to do the things that are difficult. Right. Um so And
0: I think also with a lot of people like we're, sorry, <laughs> like, struggling working from home if you are not uh you know, if you if no one's making you accountable yeah we'll transition to that soon <laughs> if no one's making you accountable then like y- you're again back to what we were saying before your hardest critic you're not going to be like oh i have to change
1: yeah you know mm-hmm.
0: it's like everybody it's not everyone around you dude <laughs> but anyways so <laughs> where are we let's go oh perfect we'll go into our one segment, our accountability segment, where we'll do some moosh manifesting. <laughs> um, so this week, uh, this is going to come out. Uh, okay. If you guys haven't signed up for the Liddy Committee yet, my monthly candle club—the second month of the next candle is coming out in February.
1: Is that the mushroom one? Yes, I that really is the love mushroom that one. one. Okay. <laughs> How'd you know? Because <laughs> I follow all your Instagram and stuff. <laughs> I'm so glad. Hell yeah! So
0: the January's was um, "there are no bad trips, just difficult ones," and then the next one is going to be called uh, "it's uh, it's not a Rush room, it's a mushroom." <laughs> um, so, and I'll I'll put a little right ding right here. I'll put a picture of the next one. Um, so if you haven't signed up for that, go to patreon.com slash moosh and you can sign up for my monthly candle club. Um, and if you want to just buy like any other candles and support my artwork, you can just go to animushmedia.com and like look, look at that shit. But uh, I've updated a ton on there so that you guys can find that. Uh, the accountability that I'm... Uh, saying is that I fucking got it done okay I got it done I said I was gonna get it done and I got uh and I have March and April done so ha to everybody I did it and I'm ahead of it so now I can do some other cool shit so I'm starting I don't know I guess my next thing is just to keep doing my yoga maybe I'll try to go like a half an hour by the next time of this podcast (laughs) lose some mental shit because I need it right now clearly I'm trying to do
1: this thing where um (laughs) like the cold shower challenge thing and you're supposed to do like 11 minutes in total per week so i'm like counting down the seconds i do like 45 seconds every day is it the Winhof thing um yeah it's like the iceman thing dang whatever um he does like the bucket challenge kind of thing i mean i heard about it on the huberman lab podcast it's like a science podcast yeah so what are it's so awful like though it's torture if you want well, well do you want
0: to first do you want to do uh, any throw any accountability manifesting or anything out there
1: um i mean i feel like i'm so my company right now we just we booked like a bunch of shows which cool. is amazing um we actually booked one for joe's pub which is like one of the theaters is like My dream spaces, cool, and so yeah. What's the date? What day? What day? We don't have an exact date, I know it's going to be in April, cool, but it's for it's um, it's a collaboration with another neuroscientist, and we're calling the event a neurosalon. Where it's sort of so the point of it is, we're experimenting with how to overcome. Adversity by using creativity. Oh my god, I love so this. So it's like a live jazz band and then me and the dancers and then we're in sort of infusing it with like science principles. So it'll be really cool. I wanna come. Yeah, so you'll definitely be invited. Yes. I'll get you tickets, but. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so uh, the neuroscientist just sent over like, cause she wants me to do one choreographed piece and then one like improvisation kind of thing. Cool. Um, And I'm at the point now where like I'm very comfortable with the choreography aspect because like I trust my mind's ability to like come up with a good piece of art. And like my dancers and my company are so beautiful and amazing. Like they can do everything that I throw at them. For me, I'm most nervous about the improv part because I actually have to dance. Okay. And I've had just like so many injuries and everything at this point. I mean, like I'm technically I'm legally disabled. Like I could collect money from the like, quote unquote, government because I have such awful nerve damage in my feet. So like Mm -hmm. when I'm dancing, I can't feel my feet at all. So when I get booked for all these jobs that are like, oh, well, you'll just come out and dance like it makes me so afraid because like you say no. I can, but like, but I still want to. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, I'm kind of on that like seesaw where it's like, should I let that go? Like, and just not, and just say that I'm a choreographer and not be a performer anymore. But I still like, I What if I you just had those dancing,
0: few so. shows that you exclusively did, you know, yeah. like with your company, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not I mean, saying don't dance. I'm just saying I'm worried about your like, feet. you stop this. No, dancing. No, keep dancing forever. You just said it made you the most happy, but yeah. I worry about your feet. I know. What do you do?
1: Um, I mean, there's not really much I can do. Like, I feel like I've looked into, I've had like so many multiple surgeries and wow. like I've tried everything. I've tried like horrible, like electroshock therapy. Oh my god. Um, I've tried acupuncture. I had like some of my nerves, I had them actually like split open and <gasps> they tried to like clean them out. None of that worked um yeah oh my so God. You're i went survivor to go girl well i'm just i think because like i love dancing so much that i'm just like i'm willing to try absolutely anything yeah. if it will help i went to go see this doctor to consider doing like stem cell injections Whoa, last week what? and he was like no it's just not gonna help like for me it's because of it's a diabetic thing because mm-hmm. like when you have high blood sugars the way it affects your bloodstream is it will end up, like, killing off all the nerves in, like, your most distal proportions. So, like, I don't even... I actually don't have fingerprints anymore because, like, there's so much nerve damage in my fingertips as well. And because, like, with diabetes, like, you always... Your fingers oh, to test shit. your blood sugar, so I'm like, I would be a great criminal <laughs> I don't, I like, don't have fingerprints anymore. So maybe that'll be like, you'll be
0: our criminal. Lori will drive the getaway yeah. car. <laughs> <laughs> We're just collecting on this yeah. podcast. I um, well, I'm digitized. manifesting that your feet will not hurt you so much when you dance.
1: Yeah. I mean it's gonna be honestly I'll say some prayers. My doc the doctor that I saw told me that it's gonna take like probably two years for the nerves to wow. regrow. And I'm just like, I don't wanna wait for two years to continue trying to make art that I wanna make. So for me, for my accountability thing is I'm like trying to get myself to actually give myself a little bit of a ballet class like even if it's 15 minutes like every day just to get used to like we how should different text each other every are. day we should and yeah make sure we send did me, yoga i and think our we dance. should i think we you should send me a picture of you on the mat and i'll send you a picture yeah. of me dancing <laughs> yes just, perfect know. yeah <laughs> here's me and my i'm being like a sweaty mess kind of thing oh yeah. yeah that
0: will do that will keep me accountable like we uh, i'll i'll end with this we had um a guest jay mm-hmm. castle on mm-hmm. the podcast twice and the second time he was on he was cracking me up because he's like i had to do that thing because i knew the next time that you were gonna uh, see me i was you were gonna ask and yeah. i didn't want to
1: be like i didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not trying to pressure you guys i'm just trying to make no you it works <laughs> though i swear it works like social accountability you're like oh man like yeah gonna, it's like oh they'll be disappointed in me if but i don't do he, it he submitted he
0: wrote like three scripts and he submitted a bunch of stuff and i'm oh so excited to gosh. talk to him next about it so like
1: screenwriter.
0: He he's yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. He's, this he's is New York we are a creative human. Jobs. Um brilliant human. Yeah. Um I would love to have you back and I would like to see how far you get with your accountability and I'll do the same. Okay. Yeah, in a couple months. Challenge and we'll, accepted. And we'll we'll challenge like each it. other. We'll see if we text each other every day pictures of our activity. Okay. <laughs> um but until then, when can, where can every we'll also post the link to tickets to like the shows that you want to promote in the description of this podcast. But where can people like find you in the meantime?
1: Sure. So I guess, um, I'm not super, Active on social media, but um, I do have an Instagram and it's Jessica Moore Rulin. Um, because my regular one got hacked, so yeah, yeah, so I had to restart it, Mm. (laughs) which was kind of a mess. Um, Help her out,
0: give her a follow. She had to restart, (laughs) she's doing some great shit, dude. Yeah, I got like
1: little clips of my choreography and shows and all that kind of stuff. Usually go up there, but um, links to tickets, all that kind of thing is on the company website, which is bodiesneverliedance.com. And that's where like all the info about upcoming shows are, mm-hmm. and a gallery of choreography and pictures, and like all that kind of stuff.
0: So. Amazing! Yeah. I can't wait. I'm so excited for that
1: April show. It's gonna be really great. I I'm can't really wait. excited. Do you guys
0: over there want to come with me? Hell yeah, Hell yeah. we're come doing on, it. Jazz and science. Laura, did you want to plug dance. anything before we stand out? for these toes. Nah. Guys, you know what to follow, Laura. Go follow her right now. Okay, she's running shows now too and doing <laughs> it up. We had a great time last week. All good. Let's have another one next month. And to subscribe to this podcast, yeah. subscribe and follow. Annie's the best.
1: She's amazing. Thank you. Inspirational figure. I'm gonna post more of my
0: coloring book. I, I know.
1: know. I w- I want the coloring book. I'm serious. Oh yeah, dude. You'll, you you will get a.
0: Everybody in this room is going to get a copy when I okay, come out. Okay, good.
1: All right. Love you, hoes.
0: <laughs> See you next week. Peace. <laughs>